Hello, it's Wednesday, January 23rd, 2008, and you're listening to Flipped Out. Flipped Out is a podcast about the art, the culture, and the madness of Austin, Texas, and its burn community. I'm your host, Lance Hunter. Let's begin. A little while back, I had the pleasure of sitting at the warehouse with Jen, the ice queen of Flipside. A burner since 2000, Jen is known for the significant amount of volunteer work she's put forth in both Flipside and Burning Man. She currently runs the Kingdom of Ice, which includes the location for ice sales at Flipside, as well as the Freezer Burn Lounge, the coolest place to hang out at Flipside. We talked about why we have ice sales, the logistics of running an area like that at a burn event, and even a few things that have no relation to frozen water. And now, the interview. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Okay. <laughs> uh, this is Jen of... Uh, how, what what what's the term you use for the ice area? Well, in previous years it's been Ice Planet. This year it's going to be the Kingdom of Ice. Kingdom of Ice. Kingdom Fantastic. of Ice. I don't know. Maybe just get into like the idea of ice at the event uh, in general. Like, how do you think ice fits? Because I mean, to give context to people who don't, you know, the the five people listening to this who don't know about Burning Man and all that <laughs> is that. There's kind of the principles of you know, non-commercialism mm-hmm. um, and general gifting, but the one thing that is sold at the events, pretty much all the big burn events, is ice. Uh, and it is sold. It's the one thing you can pay money for. So uh, mm-hmm. how does that fit? Why ice? Well, we have to keep all the meat for the barbecue cold. <laughs> um, it's necessary. It's necessary. It's, mm-hmm. Well, particularly in the desert. But, you know, of course mm-hmm. it flips side too because it's hot as hell. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a safety thing. Okay. It's keeping all the food from spoiling, I guess. <laughs> and, of course, we have to have something for the bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you think that people put it on the meat first and then the bar. Yes, yeah, of course. Maybe. <laughs> and the snowball fights. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um... No, seriously, I, I, it's a necess- I think it's necessary for as long as the event is. If we had an event that was just two days long, mm-hmm. it, it would just be silly. Um, but as it is, we're not making any money. Uh, we barely break even. Um, so, you know, we're providing, you know, something to people to keep their... Okay. You know, uh, and how, how long have you done ice? And I assume you do it here and at the big thing in the desert. Yeah. Um, well, I started out, I believe it was 2000 or 2001 um, was my first year in the desert. And I heard you were supposed to volunteer for things, or it was encouraged. And so I volunteered for ice and did a couple shifts there and just fell in love. Felt like that was my place. <laughs> so and I've been doing I've been doing ice every year on the playa since then, um, and then I guess it was about four years ago that Champa and Mel um, started up. You know, at Flipside we used to have uh, Stacy in her truck come around with yeah, ice, yeah. and um, you know when the event was very small, it worked. Uh, she'd run out of ice, she'd go back in town and you know pick it mm-hmm. up and bring it back. Um, but once the event got to, you know, we're going to have 2,300 people yeah. or more this year. <clears throat> 2,345. And 45. 2, 3, 4, 5. Because nobody's witty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, he is. <laughs> um, that's a lot of people, and it's just really difficult for one person, you know, mm-hmm. to, to provide that much in a vehicle. Uh, it requires, you know, matter of fact, I think last year I ordered 29 pallets of ice, and that's 200, 200 bags of ice per pallet. Yeah. So, and we went through a very good, you know, portion mm-hmm. of that. So, cool. it's hard for one person to do all that. Yeah, that's that's not you know, and for those who don't know, Stacy at Red Plant was the l- owner of the land who would who would run around. I remember her selling it for other events, firewood and mm-hmm. things like that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, I guess and something I noticed when I met you out of the desert, uh, doing ice there is that it seems like you've kind of advanced to like a high position <laughs> in the ice. Now, what is the ice hierarchy in the desert? Well, there's the ice queen. There is, her name is Zandra Green. She lives in Portland. And she has been doing, um, gosh, she's been doing ice for probably 12 years now on the playa. She's, she's the queen. She, you know, she runs everything. And she does an amazing job. This past year, we went from, and I say we, I know this is about flip side, but oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there, is a, there is an ice camp near center camp. Um, it's called Artica. Um, but then this year we added two satellite camps, one at 3 o'clock um, mm-hmm. plaza and one at 9 o'clock. And uh, those were ice cubed and ice nine. And um, <clears throat> so we added a few few more people, and we added actually Makeout Queen, who we stole from the cafe. And, <laughs> and uh, anyway, but uh, let's see. Well, okay, so, and, but you've kind of like gotten a higher up as you've gone along the time yeah yeah I started out um you know doing doing several shifts and a couple years and the the year before last um ice queen invited me to be a shift lead and uh so I did the morning shift and um that was you know working from nine to twelve every day and just kind of you know making sure everything's you know happening working (laughs) And um, this next, this past year, she um, asked me to um, be a assistant operator, and um, so that that was really cool. Um, so I kind of was over the shift, you know, the shift leaders at that point. <laughs> Y'all got a whole hierarchy going on in the Iceland. Yeah, well, there's you know, there's everybody that comes and works, and mm-hmm. then there's the shift leads, and then there's the assistant operators. We call them ass ops. And um, and then there's um, the, ar- the operator okay. or operators. So. Uh, yeah. So now, and okay, this is probably gonna be the last desert diversion question for a while. <laughs> okay. But uh, how close did y'all run get to completely running out of ice this year? Well, very close. Many times. <laughs> it is. You know, there were approximately fifty <clears throat> something you know, thousand people there and providing that much ice to that many, um, you know, it, sometimes it comes in waves and mm-hmm. so we'll run out. Of course we get more trucks. Yeah. We always have more trucks coming, but, um, you know, it was a little different this year because trying to break that up between the three camps, yeah. uh, the three different locations. So, yeah. <laughs> so if we can start scouting for locations now, <laughs> I have a friend on the radio, like, hey, look at three, let's go over here. Yeah. Stand in line and wait for us. Well, and sometimes we had to do that. If we ran out of something, you know, if we ran out of everything mm-hmm. at Artica, we'd have to send someone over to Ice Cubed or, you know, uh-huh. send them to Ice Nine. 
And that, that happens occasionally. It's just because of the supply. It's really difficult for crystallize is our provider out there, and it's really difficult for you know them to be bringing that many trucks. That's a lot of trucks of ice. Yeah. We went through, well, I, I won't say it because I can't remember how many semis worth, but a lot. Multiple. In Multiple <laughs> in each camp. So, yeah, hot out there. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> no humidity. Um, great, so God, taking it down there, how, how logistically is it different doing ice for flip side? Well, obviously we have a fraction of the people, a very small fraction. Um, so we don't have to have as much volume, <laughs> much supply coming in. Um, you know, really, we can we can bring the ice in, park the trucks there, and and sell it from there. Um, so we, you know, we don't have all that movement and uh, all the coordination. Uh, yeah. So there's only one big shipment of ice that comes in. It's not like oh, if we we'll refill. In the past, we've had trucks going in and out, but the trucks will be you know coming in at six o'clock in the morning and backing up and beep beep beep, and no one wants to hear that. At six o'clock in the morning, yeah. <laughs> so um, personally, I think I feel it's better to have all of the ice there um, mm -hmm. on site, and I think it's really less of a safety issue as well because trucks coming in and out, yeah. and especially the the size of trucks that we have to use for that much ice, you know, there just aren't that many places on that land that's flat enough yeah. and has a wide enough turning radius for them to get into. So. Mm -hmm. It makes sense to have as much of it on site as possible, so that if we do have to, uh, you know, have another shipment come in, we can True. hopefully minimize how often that happens. Interesting. Yeah, it's like uh, great with business logistics and how all that's going so far, because it's very kind of business-oriented interview so far. But uh, <laughs> let's take it away from that. Just say, like, what? Uh, I, I'm guessing since it was 2000, uh, you attended Burning Man first before Flipside. Yes. Yeah, I attended Burning Man from <clears throat> my cousin um, had uh, talked me into, actually, she just told me about three or four things about it. And I said, you know what? I'll see you there next year. And she's, she oh, lives out in I know what the, three or four things is worth. Well, you know, honestly, I don't remember anymore. Um, but it was enough. What I remembered about it is she said it was very Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome and very survivalist. Okay. And uh, that, that was something that appealed to me. Because I like challenges. <laughs> so. Cool. Yeah. And uh, so when did you first get to go to Flipside? After that year. I, I actually tried to go to Flipside that year, but um, I heard that all the tickets were sold out. And I didn't know about Bob's List. <laughs> so I didn't know there was another way to get tickets, and I didn't know anybody. Um, so I went the following year after my first Burning Man. And... Right. Uh, and just, it was amazing. Uh, I guess the question is, how has Flipside burned, how has this burn thingy bobber kind of influenced you? Uh. Other than like <laughs> knowing a whole lot more about the operations of, you know, selling ice to large crowds. How has your life been? How has it been affected? Um, I found my people. <laughs> you know, I've always been the weirdest, um, you know, the freakiest and the uh, um, just whatever. And, uh, and it, to me, it, it's just great to have so many 
unusual and interesting and unique and just beautiful people around and doing so many amazing things it it just inspires me to do more to do more to do things that I wouldn't necessarily have thought of doing before um I don't know. <laughs> like, like, name an example. Of one I was afraid you were going to ask for an example. <laughs> <laughs> Build an art car. I mean, last year, you, you were here. I mean, yeah. you, you saw a lot of that. I learned to weld. I learned to do yeah, all it, kinds it should of... Be, it should be noted that your art car was not <laughs> a, you know, standard automobile that had some things glued to it. Your art car was <laughs> from scratch. You, you bought a motor... Yeah. And then proceed to weld a frame around which that motor would be in and propelled. <laughs> yes, which nearly killed me. But <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was you know that was something I you know I, I I've you know tried things like that in the past, but mm -hmm. I would never have probably done that if you know there wasn't the support and the yeah. all of the just all of the different ideas and so many people helped with helped with that. I mean. There were sodium taught me to weld. So did Shep. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just being here, there was just so many people gave me ideas and, and helped me keep going. And then after, you know, after getting very sick, um, sodium was up here one day and just he was up here welding my car together because I was too sick to do it. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, things like that inspired me to, to start doing that and other artistic things that... You know some secret projects I can't really talk about right now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's January and the projects are already classified. That's oh good. yes, yes, yes. They have them. Nice. All right, this is the asshole question. <laughs> okay. If you could only attend one event, you were you were you know stricken. It's like something happened and that you could only do one burn event a year. Which one would it be? <laughs> well, being that this is the flipped out version, <laughs> um, you know, every year I've been to, I, I did have to miss one year of Burning Man, and it didn't kill me. It sucked, but it didn't kill me. I have not, have not yet missed a flip side. Um, I guess I would have to say probably flip, flip side, even though it's a huge toss up because yeah. they both mean a lot to me. and getting to reconnect with all of that family and friends, a lot from the West Coast um, that I've known for a number of years and some that I've just met. It's a family reunion. Whereas Flipside is, you know, more of a local, sure, we still get to see, you know, a lot of people we don't see all the time, but the Playa is a, a family reunion every okay. year, and it actually includes some true family for me. So it's awesome. a toss-up. <laughs> Yeah, I see where you're going there. Um, so I didn't really answer your question. <laughs> oh, you think you didn't. <laughs> Wait until he turns all this around. Yeah, it depends on how you edit things out, right? <laughs> exactly, yes. I'll get you admitting to hiding Osama bin Laden by the end of this. Oh, I can admit to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now that I will edit out because I don't need all, you know, FBI all sleeping on my phone. Yeah, good point. Man. Okay, so... Uh, We'll do this about Big Burn first, and then we'll do this about flip sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to think about the flip side answer, but uh, what has been one of the uh, most powerful pieces of art you've encountered in the desert? By far, um, 
David Best Simples. Um, that, I, you know, I'm not a very emotional, you know, showing emotion kind of person, but when it comes to, the, I can't walk into the temple, any of his temples, without crying. Just, it, those always, the man, eh, sure, that's cool, but the temples are just, it's just amazing. And there've been, you know, obviously there've been a few other, um, <clears throat> few others, but every year, I, I'm sad that he won't be doing it again, or <laughs> so he says. We'll see. And actually, you know what? That's something else. As a longtime Burning Man uh, participant, I'd like to ask you: Would you say Dave Best is almost like a de facto priest of Burning Man, or not necessarily a priest, but a clergy of some form? Maybe, maybe. Um, Maybe so. He, he, he at least provides, he provides that type of space, uh, whether or not he's the one that, you know, really is the, Yeah. I, I don't know what you call that, <laughs> the mm-hmm. pastor, the priest, the, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and I think just by, by building it and providing it, you know, him and his team, that kind of mm-hmm. makes him the de facto. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, a good question, though. Yeah, because that's just something, a little diversion there. Yeah. But, uh, but going on now, what has been your uh, favorite piece at Flipside? Well, not necessarily favorite, but more, more, most, one of the most powerful, influential. Well, I would have to say the rocket. Even though it was the effigy and doesn't really... Ca- I mean, it is an art piece. It was an art piece. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason... I mean, we both worked on that together. Yeah. I that know. was... You know, if I could do everything, if I could be greeters and I could be <laughs> daft, and I, I would be so mm-hmm. happy if I could do ice and daft yeah. and everything else. But it, it just, it's that the rocket was, we just put so much into that. There was mm-hmm. so much love in that. And I know every effigy is probably the same way, but that was mine. <laughs> right so it was partially the act of creation that made that so powerful. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. And just the whole experience. Everybody we worked with and how, you know, the hours we worked and just how we all worked together. It it was just, it was amazing. What do you have in store for ice this year? Last year you had the hookup. We're talking (laughs) couches laid out. It was dry. There were fans. Yeah. um, That and more. Um, I... Uh, ice is—it's it, it, kind of been renamed the Kingdom of Ice because. Um, Are you gonna have a mushroom tower? No, <laughs> unless somebody brings it. <laughs> a what? A mushroom tower. <laughs> I don't know that we have the land for that. I, yeah. I, I have—I'm very limited as far as what all I can put up because I only have so much room, mm-hmm. and I have to configure it in such a way that the trucks, if needed, can get in or out. So, True. you know. Um, but this year, well, this year we have a king. We have an ice king. Oh, really? <laughs> and he is going to pretty much be handling almost all of ice sales um, okay. and all of that. And we have um, the ice queen from the desert is coming, and she is actually going to be in charge of the lounge. And if you remember last year, and probably most people that weren't weren't there don't know this, but mm-hmm. there was ice sales, and, and next to that was set up. 
um, a tent for the lounge, the freezer burn lounge. Yeah. And the lounge is going to have two bars this year. One that I'm building that's one of the secret projects, which <sighs> I guess it's not secret anymore. <laughs> Exclusive. You heard it here first. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and, um, and so it's going to have two bars, and it's actually going to be a much larger structure this year. Last year, we only had a 10 by 20 structure for the lounge. This year, we're going to have 20 by 20. Um, with a DJ booth, with performance art space. Um, so, you know, I'd really love to see the lovers back again because they were incredible. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, of course, DJs, we had some really good DJs last year. One particularly good one was, of course, Michael 7.0 yeah, and Circus yeah. Nefarious. They were just crazy. I think they drove people out of ice for a while, but it was fun. <laughs> awesome. So we'll probably have a snow cone, snow cone set up again, and I don't know if we're going to do the blocks of ice where we, you know, let people do shots. But uh, speaking of, yeah. But the lounge will definitely be a lot larger. Um, ice sales uh, will be actually, if the LLC agrees to this, I think I'm going to take ice sales hours back to noon to four. Um, instead of trying to do 10.30 in the morning to 4.30 in the afternoon, we really, you know, most of the time that it's needed, it's really, who's up at 10.30 in the morning except me? <laughs> Good point, yeah. I'm, I'm going to sleep at 10.30 in the morning usually. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm the only one crazy enough to be up at that hour. So. Cool. Um, all right, so we got a whole lot in store for ICE coming along. Uh, just volunteerism question about how many volunteers does it take to get ice running you know, to make sure this whole thing happens well it takes a lot it really does there there's a lot of setup to do and really it's not bad um you know we have a couple of sh large shade structures which go up fairly easily as long as you have you know four to five people working on them and um, once those are up the decoration begins and that's mm -hmm. You know, we, we're an infrastructure camp, but it's got to be icy. I mean, <laughs> I want the lounge to be kind of swanky, a little swankier than last year. Lots of fabrics, um, you know, icicles, snowflakes, things like that. And, uh, you know, just very loungy. It's a lounge. Two bars. Um, and uh, one of them will probably be a smoothie bar. But Yeah. <laughs> And it, it, you know, is really going to be open 24-7 for people to just come and hang out and chill. The thing is, you know, we're, we're down on the lower level, so we're not up there where the big sound is. Mm -hmm. So it's a nice, chill spot to come out. And, you know, sometimes it gets a little loud, but for the most part, it's a very chill area. Yeah. And I want it to remain that way, kind nice. of a center camp, if you will. Ah, <laughs> not to mention that big thing in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess that's your chance to... Uh, you know, advocate or um, not protestate. What's the other word? Agitate. Mm -hmm. Agitate for volunteers. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, come work for ICE. We're going to be the cool place to be. Well, we always are. It's we never have any problem. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say this, but we never have any problems getting volunteers because ICE is really a lot of fun to work. So generally, and I'm kind of an early bird too. I put my list out pretty early and uh, yeah. open up the wiki as soon as possible. Um, but I already have probably a good you know, third of the ice shifts filled by people who want wow. to return from last year and um, people who've already said, I want to do something, how about ice? 
So if y'all want to do something, uh, that's a good point. You could go volunteer for ICE now because, uh, you know, about a week after this thing's published, who knows, the whole thing will be filled up. <laughs> It'll be filled up quickly. And they'll get to work at a cool place to do your volunteer shifting and, you know, in the heat of the day. Yeah. 12 to 4, two shifts, two hours each. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see how I'm going here. Huh. I'm trying to think of where to take this now. We need DJs and performance arts, too. <laughs> oh, okay. So, that's, so you have to set up a whole other wiki for... Yeah. Well, actually, it's all part of one wiki. I, I put it all together. I try to make it as simple as possible. So that way, if, you know, a whole camp, like Red Camp, for instance, who, you know, yeah. we know they rocked. They rocked Ice Camp last year as well, as did the clowns. <laughs> um, you know, if they want to come in, they can have their DJ come with them and DJ at the same time. Or, you know, a group of performance artists come, and they're doing it, doing it all as a camp. So, cool. yeah, they can come in and take over ice if they want to. Right and, uh, yeah, okay, here, here's, here's a little, this is going to be my first year uh, doing a type of lead position yeah. myself. Congrats on that, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, you know, as a person with years and years of lead experience, what would your piece of advice be? Don't try to do it all yourself. I'm, I, in the past, I've been bad about that. And, and I've learned, don't try to do it all yourself. You're, you're there to, you're, you're there to get it done, but you're there to help other people, help you get it done. I mean, because we're all working for the same thing, so. Cool. Yeah, that, right. that would be my best piece of advice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I learned that on the playa this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I learned that in a big way. <laughs> I can imagine. Good Lord. Um, great. So I've just got one more question, uh, something we need to know, and that is, what does it take to be a rock star? <laughs> a rock star? A rock star, yes. What, however you choose to define that. Well, M7's a rock star. <laughs> um, you mean me? Like... Uh, I'm interviewing the rock stars. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I think my involvement is maybe a little bit different. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm really, I just like doing this. I don't know, I just like doing this. I'm not really here just to party. I don't party very much. Um, so to me, this is kind of the replacement, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, This is what I like to do. I love to organize and make mm -hmm. things happen and... I'm an Aries. Like, I can't help it. <laughs> so do what you like to do, basically. Yeah. It's just doing, yeah. And just knowing, knowing the reward really is seeing it all. You know, seeing it all come together and knowing that we all, we all did this. We all made this happen. And we all did it together. And it's just, it's a good, you know. How often do we really get to experience things like this other than burns, you know? Yeah. There's, there's very few chances we get. Gives us our chance to accomplish yeah. and reap the benefits of our accomplishments. Yeah. And, and we learn more about ourselves in the process, you know, huh. and get better. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much. And that was Jen, your lovely ice queen for Flipside 2008.
Thank you for listening to Flipped Out. Flipped Out is hosted at lancehunter.net slash flip. That's flip with one P. To email Flipped Out, email flippedout at gmail.com. And that's Flipped Out with two P's. Thank you all for listening. Now, go be spectacular. Spectacular.